It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. The driver's seat. Good start from Stephen Johnson, a really good one. Johnson leads the race. Daniel Ricciardo gives Renault their first podium. Cam Waters is our 2020 pole sitter at Bathurst. The driver's seat. Oh, The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Yes, we're on, and welcome to the driver's seat. This is not Nims, by the way. This is Jason Matthews uh, filling in for Nims tonight in the driver's seat studio with... Maddie McKeld and Stephen Johnson. Hello, boys. Hello, mate. We're all on the Gold Coast studio. We are all together. We're not used to this, are we? We've actually got a... uh a producer in the room, and <coughs> wanna... I'm not producing tonight, mate. I refuse <laughs> well, to. I don't want to hosting. put my name on this. Let me. <laughs> He's taking let... my seat. Let me ask you this, Jason Matthews. Yes, Woogie, as you're known through the annals of uh, of eleven sixteen SEN. Um, is this in your career of radio? You are a multi award winning, Acra award winning content director. Correct. Is this like when you're in a cricket or a footy team or something like that and you're, you're on the bench and you're just waiting for someone to get hurt or your opportunity and now Nimsy's gone down as a close contact, mm. he's off the bench, he, he's he's in the sheds, mm. you've come on the bench. Is this a highlight in your radio career? No. You finally get your opportunity? <laughs> no. No? No. I remember I worked 10 weeks with you boys. It was the worst 10 weeks of my <laughs> oh, life come on. during COVID. And I'm not even talking about the smells. <laughs> you've, even, you've started already, yeah. Stevie Johnson. He's not bad, is oh, come he? Come on. He's you know bad. why he's upset is because he can't do his normal routine drive home straight past KFC, cheese <laughs> yeah. stuff, and he nearly forgot. Yeah, I got, forgot. He nearly I, forgot. Yes. Well, I only just found out 15 minutes ago I was doing the show. <laughs> so Nothing like some preparation. Well, Mrs. Woogie's at home with a nice warm pizza waiting yeah, for Mr. She just bought pizzas. And I thought, oh, I'm going to go home and have some pizzas tonight. You know, this is going to be great. And I forgot. I actually had to go and pick up a daughter from dancing. So she'll find the bus. Can I ask yeah, the question, find. though, yes. Yes. Uh, just as we're getting our first guest lined up for this evening show, yep. do you know anything about motorsport? You, you did 10 weeks with us. Yeah. Have you done any... Research? Do you know anything now about motorsport, or are you still just oh, rugby, no, rugby, rugby, right. rugby, rugby league? Right. Yeah, right. yeah, rugby league and cricket. Cricket's my forte. But no, I talk to okay. you boys a lot, and you've spoken with old man quite a few times. Yeah, Dad, yeah, 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 on Sunday, Arvo, those last three laps where he had uh, Wing Cup and Van Gisberg and up his clacker were, was amazing. It was an amazing finish to a race. I'm talking about Will, Bre- uh, Will Brown, by the way. Uh, Bendix Brakes, big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes, Australian technology for all weather confident braking. Will Brown won his first race at the age of 23, joins us now in the driver's seat. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. 
Winner, winner, chicken <laughs> dinner, Will Brown. Congratulations, mate. Outstanding work. Outstanding work. Because the reality is, mate, you've been threatening. This has been coming. We've. This will be our fourth weekend in a row at SMP. And the last three weeks, you have been threatening for a win. And you finally got it, mate. Well done. Yeah, no, thank you. It was... Uh... It's been a pretty cool three weeks to finally get that win after, you know, a few disappointing stops and stuff like that was pretty cool. So uh, pretty pumped about it. You can you can tell he's a race winner, Matty, and Will. You can tell you're a race winner because he doesn't even return my text now. Oh! None. Oh! <laughs> he is, but he's a race winner. He's too good oh, to return my good. text now. <laughs> wow. Wait until he's a multiple race winner. Yeah, he won't even speak to us <laughs> on our show. <laughs> hey, mate, mate, well done. That was so good. And, uh, you know, you both said that you were threatening. You guys have been fast ever since you rolled both cars out of the truck at SMP1. And, you know, I've sent numerous messages uh, to your boss, Barry, or one of your bosses, Barry Ryan, and told him how impressed I was and how cool it was to see them you know, basically, you know, one of the or the top Holden team, you know, and um, it's been it's been mega to watch the last three weeks, mate. So you must be pumped for this weekend coming up, plus Bathurst in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm, like you say, I'm really excited for this weekend. 250k is the long race around here, but I think we've got pretty good tyre deck. But um, you know, my, my ultimate thing is, as you know, Bathurst everything, and it gives the team some great momentum and everyone's just pumped to go into Bathurst and everyone's excited and, and that's a big thing in a team as, as all you guys know but um, we're keen to get to Bathurst and uh, you know I feel like I drive well around there so yeah that, that's that's the highlight now for the rest of the year. And uh, Will you had your, your co-drivers in the last uh, 48 hours actually get a skid in the car as well uh, Dave Russell and Jack Perkins how did the boys uh, how did the boys feel about the car what was the feedback? Yeah, yeah, no, Jack and uh, Dave are really easy. Jack was uh, was really good. Uh, he just jumps in my seat, fits in perfectly, doesn't want to change anything. So um, it was quite easy. Pit stop changes and driver changes and everything uh, went really well. So that's all the day was really for. It's pretty hard around Sydney when you, you know, you don't get very many tyres these days. So it's hard to do heaps of laps. Um, but, yeah, it's just a preparation day to make sure that, uh, you know, all those logistical driver changes and all that sort of stuff is, is good and ready to go. How many bruises have you got, mate? From probably nah, a nah, million driver year. changes. <laughs> I used to I used to get heaps uh, when I used to have a seat insert with Anton. Though that was pretty brutal. But um, <laughs> we we're pretty much we got down to twelve second driver changes within about you know fifteen changes. So we we're pretty good. Hey, uh, also want to just quickly talk about the boys behind you um, and your little cheeky hey. Thanks, fellas. Couldn't have done it without you on their Red Bull Holden Racing Team page, uh, which was which was pretty which was pretty cool. Or Rempole, Ampole Racing, whatever it's called now. Um, so, I mean, you must have, you know, obviously you got past Wing Cup, and then they sort of started coming back. But you must have been thankful to see what was going on in your mirror for three or four laps. Yeah, at the start when they sort of started fighting, I couldn't see it all because they were just far enough back, but I could see that, they, that Shane was trying to pass him, and I actually thought Shane got past him, but obviously Wink Cup held him out and uh, rubbed him up a few times, which I thought was bloody awesome. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I love all that. But, yeah, I had to throw a few jabs in there at the press conference and out in the media. I thought it was pretty great. <laughs> and it, it, I mean, we were, we were – I know Stevie J and I were sort of texting each other while we were watching it saying, can you believe what's going on here? Um, could you believe what you what you were seeing? Like, 
as a race driver, A, you've got to be very careful with your teammate, obviously, but they were racing each other really hard. We're going to talk about it a little <laughs> bit later on in the show. Like, really bloody hard, pushing each other off the road, all that kind of stuff. Was there at any point that, I mean, you're obviously on your own job focusing, trying to win your first race, but did you ever look in the back and just go, what is going on there? These guys, <laughs> what, what's going on? Yeah, I think uh, from it not being your teammate, even if it wasn't your teammate, they were racing bloody hard. But uh, being your teammate, they're having a big crack. But I understand from both point of views, to be honest. Um, you know, I think that Jamie obviously could have got to me maybe a little bit earlier if Shane didn't fight him. And, you know, there's, Shane's not in threat of the championship or anything like that. So I don't see why they'd want him to, to beat Jamie. Um, it's not for championship points or anything like that. And, and Jamie's re- retiring in two rounds. So I completely understand where he was coming from. You know, that, that could have been his last last win, um, depending on what happens this weekend. So I understand that. And I also understand Shane, you know, wanting to win for Red Bull and, and everything there. So from both point of views, I get it as a team. And, you know, it's never never good to, uh, you know, say no and, and not listen to the team. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not on anyone's side on that. I understand both sides being a race car driver. And, mate, tell us about Erebus at the moment because, you know, when we – there is no doubt they came in for a bit of a belting in the media – uh, throughout, throughout, I guess, the last 18 months. Barry's come into some criticism. There was a little bit of... Um, there was a little bit of... I wouldn't imagine un- Barry getting criticism. <laughs> <laughs> Barry is, he's not yeah, that type of bloke, is he? A little criticism. Um, <laughs> you know, there was, a, there was a little bit of an unknown there, putting two rookies in the chair, although they had serious faith in you. Um, both of you, I should say. What's the feeling inside the team at the moment? Because it looks from the outside, it looks like it's a really good place to be at the moment. Yeah, it's fantastic. I think that, um, you know, Barry says it, but I've, I've been in Erebus since, you know, I sort of signed with them in 2017. So through all the highs and lows, and uh, I would honestly be able to say this is probably the best team environment I've, I've ever seen in Erebus. Um, everyone's pumped. Everyone's working really well together, which is just, um, which I think is a huge thing in a team. I've, I'd never try and hide anything from Brody or his engineer, and, and I don't believe they would do the same. They've been uh, very good, and, and that's one way to push yourself forward because they try something, and, and uh, you know we're happy to uh, adapt to that and, and go down that path. Where other teams that can become what I would probably call, you know, I find a bit of a pissing contest of, you know, is yep. this engineer, is this engineer better, and he doesn't want to adapt someone else you know, the other engineers uh, set up and stuff like that, where we don't have that in the team at all right now and we're not going to let it get in there. And, um, you know, as you can see, Brody, me and Brody want to beat each other more than anything. Um, we're bloody competitive, but we're, we're happy when the other one gets on the podium or does a really good job. And, and you guys can see that. But, um, yeah, the, the team dynamic right now is definitely uh, a really cool thing to be a part of. And I think um, everyone, everyone in the team's, you know, really excited. And I think, you know, the media, you can just see that we're having a good time and we're going racing. Hey, mate, um, I do want to talk a little bit about Bathurst, but before we get there, we, we have seen, talking about Barry a little bit here, we have seen him, you know, a little hot under the collar at times. <laughs> really? Yeah, just, just a couple of times. Can blow up. A, part A question, have you ever been on the receiving end of a little Barry Ryan tune-up? I think everyone's been on the receiving end of the day, right? You know, <laughs> you know the answer to that. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like to be honest. To be honest, um, you know, Barry's one of those people. He um, he he's very like to in a way. It's bad to say, but he's very similar to my old man. He he probably wouldn't uh, won't say sorry if he has a blow up at you, but you know, you know, he's he's uh, you know, 
it's done in a way. Um, like, you know, he's told you what he thinks and then he moves on and presses on. It's not like he holds any grudges against you or anything like that. So mm. sometimes, you know, people don't like that side of things. I, I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, I think it's, it's a way, you know, of how Barry works. And this year, you know, there's been very minimal. Um, he's he's yeah. been great with the team. And, um, you know, he pulls them into check, in the line when, when they have to be. Um, but then the rest of the time he seems to be on his barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what about, but also, I noticed uh, last weekend the pit stops, mate, were on point. Oh, yeah. They were spot on. So there was obviously been, so, and I'm sure that the guys that were making the slight mistakes um, in the pit stops, on, especially on your car, well, they do obviously both cars, but they realised what was going on and and the discussion was had and whatever whatever's happened between S&P 2 and 3 worked a treat. Yeah, definitely. We've implemented things during the week to, to improve pit stops and probably um, things to improve on next year. You know, we're, the whole team's doing a great job and there's things that we know that we need to work on to even get better next year because we feel like, you know, hopefully, um, you know, the team can really step up through the team's championships next year. And uh, now we're... From this weekend on, we don't really, you know, the four tyre stops are very, you're waiting on fuel anyway. But I'd yeah. probably say last weekend, they were really good. We're, we're really confident with two tyre stops, you know, without that running between four. So we did two two tyre stops last weekend. And um, throughout the off-season, the boys will be working bloody hard and, and uh, putting in a lot of time. And, um, you know, ultimately, we, we next year, hopefully, with, uh, with what we're looking at doing, it'd be great to be like, you know, aim for that top three in the pit stop challenge or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you have been touted, I've heard and and read some things where, and you'll be embarrassed about this, but you're being compared to Craig Lowndes in your media <laughs> performances when you have had things go wrong, you've bounced out of the car, you've taken the lid off, you've been super smiley, you know, you, you understand what's gone on, but you haven't been, you know, throwing spanners in the background. Tell me, though... Um, one of the things I love about supercars and our coverage is our access to the radio and, and the transmissions yep. that happen between the car and the team. Now, what I want to know is you're all smiley outside of the car, but in those instances in the last couple of weeks there where there has been a bit of uh, a bit of an issue with the pit stops, did you absolutely blow up? Like, did you go off your brain or is that not a Will, Will Brown thing? No, to be honest, I didn't. I didn't once. The, the most thing I said was on the third time it happened. I said, uh, "Why does this happen to us?" That's all I said. Um, that was uh, the rest of the time. I didn't say anything. Um, you know, my, my attitude towards life and towards everything is: you can't change what's happened. It's happened. Press on and, and get on with it. Like you know, if that was to happen five times, I'd have the same attitude. Like it gets more and more disappointing. But I'm not gonna me coming in and yelling at the boys and getting them down and kicking them like timid dogs or something, as some people would do. Um, you know, it, as some other drivers, it just doesn't help, I don't believe. You may as well get in there, prep them up, say, let's get in and practice or do something about it, and that's the best way you can do it. So no yelling, and, um, you know, I was genu- genuinely, you know, I was obviously disappointed, but I didn't yeah. really have a problem with it. It was it was just part of racing, and, uh, you know, my attitude is if you can't get over that sort of stuff, you shouldn't be racing. Yeah, exactly, and that's actually building... It's building the team morale at the moment. Like that's they've got to be on a really big high and, and moving to obviously another race at SMP before Bathurst. Will it's got to be um, really encouraging because we know. I mean, they won there in was it twenty seventeen with Dave? seventeen. Yep, seventeen. Yep. Yeah, yep. So 
and and ever since, and he probably should have won in 2018 as well, let's be fair. Um, and the cars have always had really good pace there. So you've obviously found something now that's worked at certain places and Sydney Motorsport Park's won. If that can carry over to Bathurst, you guys should be one of the pace setters as soon as you hit the track. Yeah, well, I've always liked Bathurst and felt like I've driven there, uh, you know, good in uh, all my co-driving events and stuff like that. And this year was disappointing what happened, but we had really good pace as well. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm keen to get there. I think that we will do a really good job. And um, like I say, just the whole team is uh, is keen to get there and has got that, you know, enthusiasm and, and going to Bathurst to try and win. Where, you know, sometimes sometimes you don't get that. Um, it's a bit of a low, you know, you might have had a bit of a low like, say, Tickford or something like that heading in and you're going, oh, hopefully Bathurst will be good, where all of our boys are going there to try and win. They're doing the best they can to try and, to try and do that. Uh, 0433 98-11-16. Uh, we're chatting to Will Brown here on the driver's seat. If you've got a question for him, shoot it through on the text. Which we actually, uh, we've got, and this is, I think, where you're at in the sport right now. Will, we've actually got a couple of people who have already started texting in since you've been on. One of them <laughs> says, congrats to Will Great to see some new young blood on top of the the, uh, the top step of the podium. How good did it feel? Was it great to be up there spraying champagne? Was it a massive relief? Because I know both Steve and I have talked off air about some of the things that you know we've achieved, which is nothing like where you're at at the moment. But when you finally do get to that point that you've been dreaming at your whole life, getting a victory or a championship or whatever, there is a palpable release of pressure. Did you feel that you are now a winner in the Supercars champion? Chip. Yeah, it was probably just joy, but I think, to be honest, what I've dreamed about probably happened all in that race. I never really wanted to win a race by just tyres or, or just driving away and having the best car. I wanted it to sort of come down to the wire and, and me have to, you know, do something what I'd call pretty cool and actually have some race craft to, uh, to win the race, which is exactly what happened. You know, I was able to, they caught me. I knew they were going to. I saved tyres for as long as I could, knowing they were going to catch me that when they got there, I needed to use them. And uh, I knew if I banked them up and and got it as straight as possible, I'd be able to win the race. And I could tell you what, I remember, I probably, probably a bad thing, but I remember, uh, like, about five months ago, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm going to win this, or it's going to be end terribly, because I thought these, these bloody Red Bulls aren't getting past me today. Um, so I was going to make it hard for them no matter what. But, uh, yeah, you know, it was just it was just an awesome day. But, yeah, I think just being able to do that, and then another thing I've always wanted to do, and ever since I've driven a supercar, was do burnouts, and I was like, here we go. This is my opportunity. <laughs> oh, it, was a ripper. it was a ripper off the hairpin. You fairly threw it off the road of the hairpin. It was brilliant. You can take the boy out of Toowoomba, but you can't take the Toowoomba <laughs> yeah. out of the boy. <laughs> we're used car salesmen. I've had a few cars over my time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, if you want a nice used car, that's uh, low mileage. Yeah, yeah. car's got <laughs> Actually, car's speaking, yeah, speaking of which, worry. Will, Speaking of which, Will, uh, what are the specials on at Cars Galore this week at Toowoomba? Got any, uh, got any, got any rippers, yeah, little chippy on the nose, maybe? Yeah, don't buy any SS Commodores. I've driven. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. So before we let you go, mate, you've been very generous with your time, and I appreciate that. Give us the plan for this weekend. They are long races, as you say. Um, give, what's, what's the deal for this weekend? What's the goal, seeing as though you're coming off the back of your first win? Yeah, oh, we've been competitive every weekend, so I think well that competitiveness will still be there. We're really quick on hard tyres, uh, we found. So, you know, I think we don't. Nobody really knows how long that super soft will, will last. So, um, no, I think it's about making your car as quick as possible on that hard. Because if the super soft lasted for ten laps, you're doing you're doing fifty laps or more on hards. Um, so, you know, 
everyone's in the same boat. We'll just uh, press on and, and try and do the best job we can do. But when you've got a fast car, um, you know, makes it a, makes it a bit easier over the weekend. And um, yeah, I guess we're just going through strategies and that tomorrow to try and work out what is their, what is our best options. And uh, speaking of fast cars, one of our listeners has texted in, hey, boys, might want to remind Stevie J the time that Swill, which is your nickname, Swill, beat him <laughs> in the Toyota 86s at Bathurst. Did you beat Did you beat Stevie J at Bathurst in an 86? <laughs> yeah, he rubbed me up. He broke my rear bar. Only damaged yeah. you. I'll tell you, you what, if, he, I wa- if, I wasn't a, if I wasn't a guest driver, he wouldn't have finished. Oh! <laughs> 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 Oh, it's big time, ladies and gentlemen. I had to do the he right just, thing. He would have had me if he was a bit lighter down the straight. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I tell you what, I lost a lot heading up in the first sector up the hill, but geez, I was quick across the top. I tell you, no one could touch me across the top. Couldn't have been the KFB so much. That's it. That's it. Hey, but I, I'd enjoy it. I enjoyed the weekend, that's for sure. And I got paid to eat it, too. <laughs> All right, we better end this chat on that burn from Will Brown on Stevie J. Will, congratulations on your maiden victory, mate, and thanks for joining us tonight on the driver's seat. No, thanks, guys. Always a pleasure, not a chore. Hopefully you'll return Stevie J's text messages one day. Yeah, one day. <laughs> one day. There he goes. Will Brown. I loved it when he was yelling out, can I do donuts? I was, oh, yeah. I said the same thing to my missus earlier when we drove past Krispy Kreme. <laughs> can you do donuts? And she said no. <laughs> Oh, you got the negative. You got the I got the negative no. on the. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can't just have one. No, you can't. No, you I can't. mean, you know, it's a, it's a whole entire separate topic which we'll we'll talk about <laughs> off air. But you cannot only do one donut, particularly a Krispy Kreme. You, you shouldn't have get... asked for the chocolate coater, mate. You should have just done the original glazed. <laughs> yeah, you would have been fine. We all love an original glazed. Uh, he's a good. He's a great kid, isn't he? Boy, he good. he is. Uh, he is. I reckon. People will be looking at him for the next step. He might be with Erebus for the next three to five years, but if he's not in the long-term vision of Red Bull, of DJR, of all those top teams, I'll go he. Well, I think when you look at it and you understand, well, you can see Will's personality even as a fan. You know, he doesn't hide it. He's not a different person away from the track as he is in front of the camera. So he's going to be one of those people that. you are, you know, he is what he is. It's what you get. And, you know, it's, it's, I don't think with, with any fame or any, anything that he does in the next 10 years, he, he's not going to change. He's still going to be that little little yeah. dude from Toowoomba that just loves a good time. Let's hope so. Yeah. All righty. 0488 98 11 16 is our text number. Uh, you can shoot the boys a text about anything tonight. We better get to a, a break. That was our Bendix Breaks big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Breaks, our feature interview. Uh, on the way next, when we come back, this is The Driver's Seat with Matty McKeldin and Stevie Johnson. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Hey, uh, welcome back to The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Matty McKeldin and Stevie Johnson here for your Wednesday night. Uh, before we get to our feature interview, ask your mechanic for Ryko Fielders, the professional choice. You can text us on 0433 98 11 16. I'd like to thank Nimsy, who's normally uh, in this seat doing this, for giving me the wrong bloody phone number. <laughs> <laughs> but well spotted, Michael. Thank you for texting that in uh, that we did read out the wrong number. But Woogie's got it right now. Uh, and we've also, boys, had the Roth brackets, not David Lee. 
uh, chime in. He said, G'day, guys. What a fantastic interview with Will Brown. I think I speak on behalf of the many fans who loved watching the success of Erebus this year, sparked by their youthful enthusiasm under the encouraging eyes of Barry and Betty. Will, Brody, Tom, Shannon are inspiring the next generation to believe that age is not a barrier in achieving goals within motorsport. Keep up the great work. Hey, the Roth, not David Lee. What a great text. Yeah, it is very good. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Thing. Young, um, I wouldn't say old, though, David. I reckon we're pretty, Stevie J and I, pretty stuffed, I reckon now. Oh, I reckon we're middle age. Are we middle age? Yes. At nearly 50? Yes. Okay. Right 100%. On. Okay, all right. <laughs> I think our supercar days are done and dusted, but anyway. Yeah. All right, our feature interview, boys. Uh, enough about you. It's about this man now, Eugene Arocca, CEO of Motorsport Australia. Welcome to the driver's seat. Good evening and thank you for having me, lads. Hey, Eugene, it's Matt McKeldin speaking. Um, big news during the week that uh, a study that's just been revealed uh, that released that motorsport has a significant contribution to the Australian economy. Something like $8.6 billion given back into the economy. Did that number surprise you when it came out? Not really, not really. Um, and good evening, as I said to all of you. Um, we did a report back in 2014 with Ernst & Young because we thought we felt we needed to kick some doors down at government level in particular. And that came in at around about $5.7 billion. And we know that we've grown about 40% between 14 and 219 in our raw numbers. So I wasn't shocked by that. And it's worth noting that the FIA, which is the global body, copied our lead and did a global study um, this, the same, in the same time as they did this one, and that came out at $159 billion worldwide. So us pulling in $8.6 billion ourselves is a pretty good marker for how big our industry is in Australia. Hey, Eugene. Stevie Johnson here, mate. Um, just wanted to actually bring to all of the listeners' attention that's, and, and speak to you about it. It's actually not just – people might think – Supercars has a lot to do with that, but it's not just uh, supercars that brings in the revenue, is it? I mean, there's a whole heap of other categories at state level that contribute to, to what we're talking about, and especially the states um, that are impacted by lockdowns. The regional motorsports being able to push on and keep communities going with race meetings at lower levels, and I know this uh, firsthand because my young fellow Jet's been able to continue to race his Hyundai Excel up at Morgan Park under the Motorsport Australia banner and 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 it's been fantastic that even though a lot of australia has been affected there are areas that have been able to continue to push their uh motorsport forward and, and still be able to bring something to to obviously all the competitors that's a really good point stevie and um we see the supercars and to some lesser degree the grand prix as the tip of the iceberg sitting below the water is about 98% of the rest of the industry. And I remember with great pride that back in May 2020, two months after the lockdown in the eastern states, um, we had races starting up in WA, and to a large degree we've had motorsport <clears throat> continuing throughout the last 18 months in one form or another, at one level or another. Now, we admit that supercars have a bright, shiny star. They are the event that attracts a lot of attention and TV and sponsorship and interest, but pedalling below the water um, at a great, at a great uh, rate of knots is this 98, 99% amateur-based sport that feeds into you know, 188,000 participants in one form or another, uh, some 16,900 jobs, some 18,900 um, official volunteers all doing it for the love. Um, so it's a pretty staggering 
um, sitting below the iceberg top, if you want to call the supercars the top of the iceberg. So it's a really good point. And we're really proud that, that our people, despite the lockdowns, got around, uh, got into the regions, supported the sport and kept it ticking along. And I, I think um, if you look at places like Tail and Bend, who, quite frankly, before there was a racetrack there, I had nowhere, oh, no idea where Tail and Bend in South Australia was. So it brings highlights to areas like that. Um, Eugene, just very quickly, you've got a big background uh, in AFL, which is a pretty political type sport. Um, you then came across to motorsport. Have you been surprised at the amount of politics in motorsport because <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good, isn't it? Like if you want a break from politics, go get into politics. Don't go to motorsport. Where there's money and where there's sport, there's always politics. <laughs> um, and, and, and it's it's inevitable. And look, in fact, even when there's no money, people are passionate about motorsport. Whether they're competing in $2,000 Hyundai Accelerant car park or whether they're competing in F1, and we only have to watch Strive to survive to see how that pays out. Yeah. Um, the reality is that people are very... Pa- in fact, I'll say this, and I've been involved in the AFL in a very big club and a smaller club for a period of 20 years. Mm. I can't match the passion in motorsport that I used to get in AFL. In other words, I've come across far more passionate people in motorsport than I have in AFL. And part of that is that you own your own car, you compete in your own team, and yep. whilst the AFL's got 600, 700 players, I've got some 63,000 competitors around the country from the youngest kids to the oldest competitors, from historics to off-road to karting to drags. It's just such a eclectic mix. But I can tell you from the first day I stepped into Motorsport Australia, which was CAMS back then, the passion was just... And some of it's good. Uh, a lot of it's good. Some of it's bad, and you learn to live with the punches. But um, you'd be a fool if you didn't think there was a bit of politics in every sport, and no more, no less in motorsport. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think I speak on behalf of anyone who holds a Motorsport Australia license. Uh, could you do me a favour and reduce your your cost of license <laughs> for me, please, mate? Be, I know you know. I know you know the right people in Motorsport Australia. You want to just drop it down a little bit there, because man, it's getting exy. Um, I'm only joking. Well, uh, I know. <laughs> just one of the things we, we love about Motorsport Australia is your Girls on Track program. Um, we support it, uh, you know, with our great partners in Burson as well. Uh, we've had Jess Dane and Molly Taylor and those sorts of people on the circuit, on the on the radio. With borders opening pretty soon, and that all should give, the hopefully, the country some stability, what do you see happening with the program? Do you see it getting bigger? Do you see it expanding? What's the plan for the Women on Track program? Well, in fact, it's been um, over the last two two or three months, it's been in WA, New South Wales and Tasmania. So we've got cracking because the beauty about the uh, girls on track is that you just simply put out a a call in the state in which you're located. And we've got people in every state that are able to deliver the program. We're particularly proud of girls on track. It's attracted significant government funding and corporate sponsorship that's interested in it. And we've got some wonderful and outstanding ambassadors and and even the supercars have have bought into it on the basis that they can see real value and we need to you know realign the bias towards men in this sport you know the old male pale and stale needs to be um, something that we need to push to the path into the past and girls on track is a is one of those programs that i know a lot of government mps who don't understand sport or motorsport in particular get to see it and they think, wow, this is fantastic. It's STEM-based. It's not just about getting behind a wheel. It's about being involved in the sport and all the assets from sponsorship, media, marketing, um, logistics. And so I think it's it's really one of our 
proudest programs which is attracting most attention both from sponsors, from kids, from schools and I think the answer to your question is as the borders come, you know, open up we'll be more and more, we were down at Sydney Motorsport Park with supercars last week and uh, we'll be certainly rolling it out and, and for us it's mm. about um, getting more and more girls involved in the sport so we can you know, correct that imbalance going forward. And uh, actually, we just got a, a nice little text in here live from, from Hillary. And uh, it says here, mate, just to read it out, it says, Evening Fast Boys from the Hillstrom, whereabouts is it? Was that Maroon? Hillstrom Gip- in Maroon, Gippsland in Victoria. Victoria. Yep. I've had a 100 Will Brown to zero Garth Tand. I hope Will is the next Lounsey. Need another smiling assassin. Bring on Bathurst. Good luck, Will. And we, and we get quite a bit of that interaction with girls Absolutely. on the show, yeah, yeah. Eugene, which is which we love, um, and obviously that's the, the girls on track stuff and, you know, Molly um, and Jess that have been on the show have really helped that, which I think, you know, I think is fantastic. And that's just, as, as you were just pointing out, they're just getting a big roll on it. It's starting to get a steamroll on, and I think it's going to get bigger and bigger in the next, the next few years. But, mate, I wanted to also just quickly before we go, um, you know, speaking about Will Brown, um, you see a guy, young <laughs> Will Brown from Toowoomba, you know, last weekend fighting off, Bathurst winners and supercars champions to get his career, uh, first career win in the category. But also we see young uh, Oscar Piastri yeah. from Melbourne sign mm. as a Formula One reserve driver for Alpine. I mean, if you just look at those two guys, plus Danny Rick, Daniel Ricciardo, yep. um, that's not a bad adverti- like advertisement for motorsport for anyone uh, to start off karting, especially here in Australia, does it? Yeah, it is. It's a fantastic. And I, I remember young Will as a 14, 15-year-old getting involved in Formula 4 and getting to know his old man. It was very... Talk about passion. Talk about passion. Go Shane's Shane. got plenty of passion, uh, let me tell you. Plenty of, plenty of passion by the bucket load. I can say that in the nine years, it actually has been nine years that I've been at this gig, um, I, don't, I can't recall a busier time internationally and even locally with the young talent that's coming through. They obviously, mainly yeah. boys, and that's a generational thing. But I would think that in 10 to 15 years' time, we're going to have girls on the world stage. And there already are a couple that have been competing in, in, w, in their Formula W. But I, I think that um, the interest in Australian motorsport at the moment, putting aside COVID, is at an all-time high. Uh, and I've met young Oscar. He won the Sir, Sir Jack Braddon Award for 220. He's probably going to win it again this year if he wins the F2. Met his dad, been out to Brighton East. You know, they're fantastic people. Um, and we're wrapped. And we've also got a Ferrari Academy. You know, Ferrari have picked Australia yeah. to be the country to host the Asia-Pacific Ferrari Academy. And we've already sent young Australians over to, uh, to Italy to compete with young James Wharton. So it's a really vibrant, exciting time. And I'm through, and we know that Daniel made a big difference to our sport when he came into it. He, I think part of our success has been Daniel. Was, we've got Ricardo's races. It'll only be a matter of time before we've got Piastri's paces or something similar because he's <laughs> another talent that's going to come through. We need heroes, male and yep. female. And at the moment, we're, we're putting in some good stock that in the years to come, we'll see us really uh, go well with motorsport. Some exciting times ahead in the world of motorsport here in Australia. Eugenia Rocco, the CEO of Motorsport Australia, thanks for your time tonight on the driver's seat. Really appreciate it, and thank you for the support of the sport. We need it at every, at every level, and you guys do a fantastic job. My pleasure. Thank you very much. No, my pleasure, <laughs> says the fill-in guy. Says the fill-in over there. One off the I'll bench take anything. Takes the hit. I'll take it. Eugene doesn't know that <laughs> I'm filling in. Thanks, Eugene. Thanks, mate. That's I appreciate gold. your nice words. Uh, that's our feature interview tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> You'll be caddy for Ryko Fielders, the professional's choice. Rightio, we've worked out the text number. 0433-981116. Shoot through a text. Uh, we'd love to hear from you on the show tonight. Let I'm, us know how Jace is going at, at the helm at the moment, everybody. I'd like to know your thoughts. Jace is thinking about his seafood pizza going. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, wog. Yeah, I would love to know anyway. Uh, but by the way, uh, when we come back on the driver's seat, the kids of Australia have voted it their 38th favourite segment on radio today. <laughs> it's off the track. You it's an update an <laughs> with Matty McKeldin. It's next on the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. Stevie Johnson and Matt McKeldin in the driver's seat studio tonight. Time for our off-the-track update for Burson Auto Parts, celebrating 50 years. It's tomorrow's <laughs> headlines today. You're going to yes. hear it here first before reading about it the next day. And we look at some of the off-the-track happenings in the sport. Matty McKeldin, this is your time to shine. Don't stuff it and up. And didn't we, didn't we, what was it, the 38th most popular radio segment today? today. Amongst As voted kids. by the kids. By kids. By yep. kids. That's okay. I'll take yep. that. Yep. Mate, anytime you get on a scoreboard in this industry mm. and in this, in this station... There was only 40, though, put up to this. That's fine, mate. I'll so, take it. Okay, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Hey, I'll take it. Uh, what you see now, in, the interesting thing about the part, this part of the season, boys, is that we've done three weeks at SMP. We're about to do our fourth. And to be quite frank, there is lethargy. Everyone is – they've had enough. We're four weeks in a row, and we're now going to fire into a 250K race Saturday and Sunday. So there's not a lot going on. The, dri- the, the driver rosters for next year are sorted out. There's still a question about – Davey Reynolds, but I'm not going to talk too much about that. Alan Vandermeer, I think his name is, is on standby for that one. So we'll just have to wait and see. One thing I do know that's happening, Woogie and Steve, is that a well-esteemed team manager from a uh, particular team that is Victorian-based who has, um, Stevie J, got a long history in Formula One, has resigned and is leaving the team. Now, um, you'll need to make up your mind as to who that person is, but they're heading north. They're heading up. I can tell you who they're joining. They're joining Matt Stone Racing. So, which I think is going to be a fantastic thing. Um, It has a guess. You can guess if you like. I don't know if I'll be able to answer for you, but you can guess if you like. Well, what's the point in doing yeah, playing the game? No, all right, go on, it? play the game. You can have a guess. Is it, is it a team down south? Yeah, I said down south. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I just wanted to say me a text. I just wanted to say that to get a, a you're correct at least once. Oh, a ding. Have we got a sale of the century ding oh, no. somewhere? You probably don't know where it is. Woog, that's is it a, that's out, normally a Nimsy thing. Anyway. Is it is it outside of Melbourne? It is outside of Melbourne. So, so not in Melbourne. It's not so I will say this, it is not Tickford. Tim Edwards is not leaving Tickford. He's got a Formula One history. Oh, uh, Brad Jones Racing. Brad Jones Racing. There we go. Yes. Oh. So the team manager of Brad Jones Racing has resigned and left. Are and, you allowed to announce that? Uh, am I allowed to? Probably not. Oh, probably not. <laughs> Should I be? Probably mm, not. Probably not. But anyway. Well, you didn't. Am I, I, I gonna? was surprised. Yeah, I was only throwing it out there to guess, and you actually said yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Has so, he actually so, sent the email yet? Was I, this, are they uh, finding out? Yeah, no, no. Brad okay. Jones already does know. Okay. <laughs> I'll I, that much. Uh, <laughs> Imagine that. I think I just catfished him. Wouldn't be the first time Did that that's happened. Him, <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, so there is going to be a new team manager 
next year at Matt Stone Racing, which will give them, I think, some really good depth, Stevie J. Um, you know, that that's a really young team. In the in the context of our sport, of our championship, MSRs, are, 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 even yep. though they come from a long history of, of, of uh, Stone Brothers, essentially, um, Jimmy Stone's son, Matt, obviously, is now taking up the, the, the reins at MSR. And I, I just think this gives them some great direction. It allows their commercial director... Uh, Alistair Bai to go and do what he does. It allows Maddie Stone essentially to work on the business rather than in the business. Um, and let's be fair, he the Stones are probably the one of the most hardest working people that I know. Maddie, Jimmy, especially, yep. and we've known yeah, yeah. Jimmy since. You know, obviously, they were back at uh, at DJR back yep. in the day of the Sierra. So, uh, you know, Maddie's always been someone to burn the candle at both ends, so to mm. speak. So, for him to be able to now let a team manager run that side of things with this team and focus more on the business, mm. uh, I think it's an awesome move for him and for MSR. And big changes at Brad Jones. You know, is they've that, had well, that's two crazy, drivers now, their team manager leave. I, I don't know what's going on at BJ. I'm going to be spending some time with them uh, down at Bathurst in a couple of weeks. Um, I'll endeavour to find out. So big changes down in the context of Brad Jones Racing and a real bolster, I think, to Matt Stone Racing in the new year, giving everyone, uh, particularly in this point in time, lads, where we're really looking towards Gen 3, the new cars, hopefully some, a little bit more parity in the in the category as well, um, to get a person of, I mean, let's just say it, Peter Vale, to get someone of the, of the, of the depth of Peter Vale into MSR. Um, you know, I mean, he's been high up at Lotus. He was high up at McLaren. Um, came back, I think, about four years ago into into Australia and into BJR. So I think that's fantastic and a real step forward for Matt Stone Racing. And, yes, you'll be able to read it tomorrow. Anyway. Really? Okay. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask you, boys, have you found the whole Sydney Motorsport Park thing for four weeks a little bit lethargic, a yep. bit boring? Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've openly talked about it. Yeah. Um, we've openly talked about it here that we think that the sport could have done a heck of a lot more with with the um, with the show that they could have put on, you know, uh, we've openly said that they they could have done free tickets to actually get people in the gates because yeah, there's not many there. There's not many no. there, um, which is not a great thing for the business, but it's it, it's it's fantastic to get those eyeballs in and watching our sport because if they have a great experience there, that might drag them up to Bathurst as well or yeah. around the country. Now the borders are open, so yeah. that's a, that's a fantastic thing. Uh, they could have done that. I, even little things like pyrotechnics. I mean, Sydney loves the firework, right? Mm. And they haven't had the, the night racing Stevie J. They've had one row of fireworks come firing down the main straight when a car wins. But mm. but they could have done a whole lot more with that. They could have had a local bands. They could have done a, a bunch of stuff. I think it's very underdone. What do you think, Stevie J? Yeah, you know, I think it's hard. And, and Matty and I had a bit of a to and from about this discussion because, you know, I said that, you know, it was probably three weeks, maybe three to four weeks before SMP started that it was really locked in that that's what was going to happen because there was so much uh, focus on trying to get other rounds at other places where it just couldn't happen because of obviously the lockdowns, the Sydney lockdown, uh, that, you know, I think in the end they've gone, okay, let's just book out. We can do Sydney four weeks mm. in a row and they've got to do it for, you know, we've spoken about this contractual obligations with, mm. with tele networks and, and Foxtel and all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I think it was always going to be a little bit tedious being four weeks back to back there and they could have probably put a bit more show on. But, 
it is what it is, and I think we're going to get the big show at Bathurst in two weeks or three weeks' time. I you think know, so. You know what? With as a as a racing, I'm not a hardcore racing car fan. I'm a sports fan. Seeing Will Brown win race 28, I reckon that's given a nice little injection in yep. the arm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's that, not just Red Bull but and that whole situation DJR with now. Red Bull and the lead up yep. to that. They're awesome. Like driving each other off the road and blowing oh. up on the radio. That's the drama that we want and that we need because it absolutely. shows the human side, not just the mechanical side. Yeah, absolutely. So, but uh, yeah, look, I, you know, I think. Um, and it, someone that actually, you can look at their face and they're genuinely over ecstatic to be there. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes yeah, yeah. it gets a bit, a bit uh, monotonous. I guess you would call it on yeah, the podium. Absolutely, yeah. That's our off the track update with uh, Matt McKeldin. Do you have an intro for this or anything like that? Yes, we do. Oh, yeah, we do. Okay. It's down. But again, this is part of uh, bringing on a late sub into the game. You know? uh, Burson Auto Parts, known for <laughs> for first class knowledge <laughs> and service. Don't look at me, mate. <laughs> I don't even know what this thing is. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is the driver's seat. Back Put your in a sec. On, uh, we're going to get into the mailbag in just a moment. I can't believe people are still sending mail. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that. You can also text us, which is a lot quicker. Uh, 0433. Uh, what's that number again? 98 11 16. <laughs> That's the one. You're throwing me off. Rookie this, is hour. this is the driver's seat. Back in a sec. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Yeah, it is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. It's time for this. Postman Pat, Postman Pat, Postman Pat, and his black and white cat. <laughs> Oh, oh, we're going on. Okay, I'm embarrassed introducing that. It's time for the uh, driver's seat mailbag. I can't believe people send you mail. Yeah, absolutely. Snail mail with a stamp, licked and all. Um, uh, This is from Bundy Pilgs, P-I-L-G-S, Bundy Pilgs. Love a good Bundy, boys. I wonder if he's in Queensland being a Bundy. Anyway, uh, hi, guys. Just wondering why everyone is losing their proverbial about JW, Jamie Wincup, not obeying team orders for SVG to pass. The same thing happened in Townsville at race 18, he thinks it was, where team orders were given telling SVG to pull over and to allow Jamie Wincup through. But guess what? SVG refused and argued on the radio. Kind of seems all square to me now. And just to clarify, I have been a lifelong DJ and DJR fan. He's a big fan of the big dick and loves the show. Good on you, Pilgs. <laughs> Cheers, Pilgs. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I kind, of, I kind of agree with you. I don't yeah. understand why everyone's blowing up Neither as well. I. I mean, at the end of the day, to clarify, SVG's around ahead in points, right? So he could be sipping pina coladas this weekend and still be in the lead of the championship. So um, why wouldn't Jamie, and I totally agree with Jamie, why wouldn't he say, guys, I've got a couple of races left. I want to go for a win. I w- and, and he had the pace. If he wasn't being chased by SVG so hard, I reckon Jamie had the pace to go after Will. And I thought it was really smart of JW to come over the radio, I think about through the hairpin, and says he said to the team, we might actually be able to catch him if we work together instead of racing each other. And Stevie J, I, I actually think he's right because they got when as soon as that got to that situation where they stopped racing each other and they just worked together, they got right to the back of Will. Mm. So I don't understand why everyone's blowing up. But, Pilgs, I think what it is is Jamie's about to become the big boss and he's about to become SV, SVG's boss. 
So, and he's got good form in this area, boys, hasn't he? Like if you if you think back to Bathurst, he was being told to, you know, back off because he was going to run out of fuel, and he completely ignored him. So this is not. And what happened? And he ran out of fuel. Yeah. And he copped it on the chin. Yeah. So this is not unusual for JW. I think what it what it is um, the thing that's causing so much consternation is how hard they raced each other. Not that they were racing each other, but how hard they raced each other because they were off the track, Stevie J. Can you imagine what it would have been like if you'd have done that with Courtney or whoever your million teammates were? That wouldn't have been an easy debrief in the truck. Would well, it? at least at least they didn't turn each other around. No, this is what didn't. Courtney did to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. but it, got, it got bloody close though, didn't it? Like I mean, yeah. it, it it was tight. It was tight, but it's that's what it is. They're they're professional racers. You know what I mean? That, that, at the end of the day, how many times will you do we see, you know? A bit of friendly fire in, in football where mm. someone from the same team knocks somebody else out in a tackle. You know what I mean? It just it happens. And that's just good elbows. I mean, it you know, you've got to admit, Matty, you've you've been pretty open to say that it's been a little bit of a snooze fest the way totally. the race has is. been. Oh, that was fantastic. And what did you think about that bit of racing? Oh, it was outstanding. Oh, so it should happen more and more. That's uh, and that's what I think as well. Yeah. You know, I think the teams and the drivers and there is, you know, and, and you gotta remember in the whole series, basically every car, there's two to the team except for, you know, like Slightly. the Blanchard mm. uh, team. Mm. And so there's there's always toing and froing with team orders up and down pit lane. And I hate it. You know, I, I'd rather them race hard and basically do what Jamie and Shane did there. But not have each other into the fence. No. Not have each other into the fence. So, so in your situation, in your past being – how many years in supercars were you full-time? 17? Uh, 85 or something. <laughs> 85, yeah. not your age, just how long you were. Um, did you ever have moments like that with your teammates where you raced that bloody hard, where you had each other, you're into each other's guards and bumpers and running oh, each yeah. other wide? Yeah, there was always a little bit of friendly fire here and there, depending on, you know, who was your teammate, I guess. <laughs> but Who did um, you love running wide uh, in your as teammates? Who did I love running wide? Who did you hand not? We'll we'll make this about you now very quickly. But oh. who did you love serving up as a teammate? Um, it was always good to get one over on Courtney. Yeah, it was always good with that. But um, Maxie Wilson, the little Brazilian, that was my teammate. It oh, was yeah. it was good to sort him out a little bit. He had he would come in and it was it was like it was like an angry garden gnome. It was hilarious. So I just do it just to get that reaction afterwards. And, you know because he was so funny. Uh, even when he's angry, I just couldn't stop laughing at him, which probably made it, it made it even made worse. It worse. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean they, those two guys are probably the standout. Uh, obviously, raced with Cedo in two thousand and five, uh, and and that was interesting as well. So yeah, I mean it was it was a bit of fun. And but I think that you know you're at that race, you are your individual, and you have got your own you know championship. So I think you just need to have a crack. And and Greg from Upper Coomera Boys is text in. And he wants to know seriously how Jamie Wincup is ever going to be able to enforce team orders in his position from next year onwards, given that he hasn't listened to his team in the past and he didn't listen on the weekend. How is he going to do that? Because well, that's the bigger question for me is that he's now created a scenario where it's very difficult for him to, to, to pull that grenade if he needs to. I, I think, you know, the difference is he's he's – the main boss, right? So he's not going to be on the headphones going, uh, hey, Shane, you know, let Brock Feeney pass or whatever. 
but they're in a different situation next year too. You know, obviously, if the, if there is a time and a place where Shane is behind Brock, yeah, it'll be like, yeah, mate, Legend's past. Okay, he's fast, but you know, in his rookie year, you know, you'd you expect you that. You got to remember, you still got Mark Dutton and those guys there, so um, they're the ones that are going to be mm. m- manipulating that team side of things. Jamie's. Jamie's the Roland, you know, sort of thing. And that's where it's going to be a little bit different. He's not going to be voice on straight up with those guys. One thing I can tell you both boys is this week it's, it has split people down the middle, our fans. Like even Joe's texting. He said, hey, boys, have you seen? The, have you ever seen a situation where Jamie and SVG were fighting against each other uh, and to let allowing Will Brown to get a win? What a joke. Mm. So there is a distinct camp that says, good on you, Jamie. And there's a distinct camp that says, what the heck are you doing? Your bonehead. I agree with Stevie J and you, Matty. I reckon let it happen. And totally. I, look, I look forward to seeing Anton and Will going hammer and tongs <laughs> this weekend in the DGA, DGR car. Yes, Steve. That would be fantastic. Wait to see that. That'd be great. I'd love, love to see that. You're you know, right. That's it what makes it's about. Ex- that's what we want to see. You don't want to have yeah. them off the track. You don't want to make, you know. Anyone hurt? A few donuts down the side. As we know, Jace, you love a donut. Oh, I so love a donut. As long as Will's got donuts <laughs> down the side, you're going to love watching him race. God, I was hungry after that race. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Driver's Seat Show. The all-new Driver's Seat app is out as well with the um, uh, with the brushed photos. They're airbrushed take, photos. They're airbrushed. They, they yeah, are mate. airbrushed. And they've made you look skinny too, which is really good, boys. That's um, how you know they're airbrushed. Uh, you get podcasts, <laughs> interviews, news, and videos. A must for all motorsports fans. We better get to a break when we come back. We're up to segment five. Hey, this show hey, is flying. Hey, what Lee, about this text that's just yeah, come in? Lee's just texted and said, who's this guy impersonating Nimsay? <laughs> Nimsay, yeah. N-I-M-S-A-Y. Nimsay. Lee's on a one-week ban. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 0433 98 11 16 is our text number. Get in touch when we come back. We're going to look at the driver's seat's power rankings. Uh, we'll get to that next. This is the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Second big hour of the driver's seat. Welcome back to it. Matt McKeldin and Stevie Johnson. Nimsy's uh, not off sick. He's just off tonight. Hashtag close contact. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we're meant to say that. But anyway, care. it's time for the driver's seat power <laughs> rankings update. If you want to get involved with the show, 0433 98 11 16 is the text number. Uh, is Sam on? That's from Alex. No. Uh, not. I don't know. I'm not later. sure, Alex. Not Which sure. Sam are you referring to? Don't know. Uh, Come back. Is it, is it Greg know. from Upper Coomera? I'm so missing Nimsy's little chime in with the appropriate and timely audio clip. I'm missing Nimsy not being here as well. <laughs> no, you're missing a pizza. No, you're missing a because pizza. Nimsy's not here. A seafood pizza. You know, was, mate, unbelievable. The missus got the seafood pizza. I was going home to watch the new episodes of Dexter. Dexter. Dexter's oh, is that back. Yeah, New Blood or something. It's oh. really good. I watched right the first episode, so make sure you watch that. Hey, I normally go home and listen to the show. Did you, of course you do. Did you just see Brad from Perth is texting? Good on you, Brad. Massive SVG fan, but absolutely loved that battle. It is awesome to see someone battle that tightly with him rather than just let him pass. Someone is running their own race as if someone is running their own race. I'm with you, Brad. I'm with you, Brad. I think that was, yep. it was absolutely sensational. All right, lads. <laughs> I want your driver's seat power rankings uh, from uh, round three at SMP. Oh. What do you got for us? You've just had a drive. Someone's given you Someone's a drive by, mate. Who? Absolutely. I reckon that's in. Lee. You've been given a full spec drive by. <laughs> One week ban. <laughs> You'll be lucky to make the end of the show with your skills, let alone next week. Where do they get you from? Centrelink? <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, Lee, Lee, very funny. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get what, precious. What no, I <laughs> Hey, there you we go. go. Hey, silent. Roll. That's that. Uh, that is silent. Uh, silent button pusher Matt down in Melbourne Good. on the buttons. Thank you, Matthew. For All that. right. For uh, the okay, let's do three, the two, one. Power rankings, please. So, for I'm, do you want to start, Stevie J, or do you want me to start? Oh, oh, can you yeah, just I'm do it? You want to do it now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, I tell you where I'm struggling with this one because I've got a standout two and I've got a standout three. I just don't have a standout one, so I'm going to have to. I might have to do a lucky dip on that one. But let's have a look. Uh, so I'm going to give you straight off for three points. How could you go past Will Brown? You've got to give Will Brown. It's his first race. Yep. We don't always uh, give our three two ones based on results, but he's been threatening. They've come through the difficult pit stop, Stevie J, and I just think that team uh, really pulled together and gave him the win, and he drove superbly well. So we're going to give Wilbur three points. Um, on the topic of Jamie and SVG, um, I'm going to give Jamie Wincup two points for no other reason that I love that he's stuck it up the team that he's going to be running next year. And he actually gave us something to cheer about, something to watch, something exciting. So um, I'm going to give him two points, and I'm still trying to work out who I'm going to give one point to. Give one to Anton. Anton. T- yeah, Anton Di Pasquale. Yep, I'm going to give one to Anton Di Pasquale. Now, Nimsy is at home at the moment. Close contact, isolating. Um, I hope he is listening and writing down He's those numbers. He's actually eating a zinger box. He is. He's <laughs> chowing down on a zinger box. Uh, Will Brown, three. Nimsy. Jamie Wincup, two. Anton De Pasquale. We're going to give one point. So just make sure you write that down in the little black book, Nimsy. He's listening, by the way. He's yes. just texting. Yes. New Dexter is absolutely brilliant. Get on it, Woogie. Episode two is fantastic. Nimsy, you should be listening to the show, not watching yes, Dexter. Nimsy. I've oh. actually just got onto Yellowstone. But anyway, I'm going to do my oh, three times. Oh, Yellowstone's a ripper. Can you, I, I can't get into oh, it. Is, it. is it worth sticking with? Season one, are you in? Yeah, oh, episode no, press three. On. Press on. No, yeah, I'm yeah, only up to episode on. two, season one. So oh, mate. I've you literally just started. Yeah, we're on season four. You guys are late to the party That's on right. Yellowstone. Well, we have jobs, mate. We work. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can I do my power that. rankings, please? <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, sit over there. Yeah. Be quiet. Turn his mic off, Woogie. Uh, I'm going to do Will Brown. He's number three. Oh, th- not number three. He's three points uh, in my book. Uh, Jamie Winkup. Two points. I'm just going to roll through this really quickly. Nim, uh, Nimsy, you know, the, the the other Nimsy, <laughs> the light Nimsy over there, and um, the. Uh, Did you just say the light no, Nimsy? No, no, no. Light on. is in light. Wait, light. Oh boy. Oh, yes. <laughs> Correct, Matthew. Oh boy. And uh, <laughs> number one point. Who's I'm going gonna... Should you be turning off? Oh my god, you guys, seriously. <laughs> Uh, so Will Will Brown, Jamie Wick up, and one point I'm going to give to oh, he's lost it. <laughs> Scott Pye. Okay. I don't know Shepherds. why. Shepherds, right? Because he's a good bloke. Oh, oh, that's very funny. You with us, Woogie? Yeah, yeah right no, there, I'm fine. I'm here. Yeah. Um, tears in your eyes. There's some feedback <laughs> about the rankings uh, from our socials as well, yes. boys. Uh, Graham Largolo sent through a message. Do you want to read it out? Oh, okay, it, yeah, good on you, Graham. Um, I think your ranking method is broken. On the show, you guys refer to this as the Dally M's of the Brownlow. So how is Jamie Wincup only one point on one point, but second in the championship and behind drivers such as Goddard and Yulden? P.S. I'm a Yulden and SVG fan and haven't really been a fan of Wincup. Uh, I appreciate it, it. He had a follow-up to that because I think we answered that last week. 
and then he's had a follow up. I appreciate it's about the drivers. It's not. No, I appreciate it's about the drivers' performance per race round, but for Win Cup to only have one vote, but after twenty six races. Will he revive one extra point for protecting SVG by almost taking out Davison? And will LeBrock lose points for taking out his own? Man, that is a uh, full essay. I'm, I'm struggling trying to follow that. Um, all right, look. But we had a good – that was, you know, like I actually – well, you messaged that through the week. I messaged yeah. through the week too. Yeah. It's, it's just our opinion, and it doesn't yeah. have to be – you know, if you were going to go off a 3-2-1 from – the weekend results, yeah. it'd be boring. Be you boring. might as well just go 3-2-1 yeah. for yeah, first, yeah, second, third right. every that's time. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes guys drive out of their skin and get to 10th or 8th. Like, that's like a, Zane did. Like Zane Goddard did in Tassie. Like Jack Smith did in Tassie. Yeah, That's yeah, the reason exactly why right. he got a point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yep. so yep. it's not just – it's just our opinion on things that we see through the series and through yep. the field yep. and people that have outshone or, or extended their their – yeah, what do you call? I mean, like they they uh, well they, they played outside their skin and they had yeah. a result outside the that was an unexpected result. And yep. you and I know how bloody hard it is in this category and and when you're driving a race car mm-hmm. to perhaps drive around an issue or do a fantastic strategic play or or do any of that sort of stuff and have a result. What I find interesting, Graham, we need to be very careful about this, is that you look at our championship. There's 23 regulars from memory, Steve. If you look across the field. We're talking about 23 guys typically qualifying within about a second and a half of each other. Just think about that. And then we talk about the Zane Goddards and and Kostecki's and Smith's, and I'm pretty critical of Jack a lot of the time, so I get it, but um, saying that, you know, they can't drive or they're not that good or whatever. They're a second and a half away from the top touring car drivers on the planet. Mm. And it's a second and a half around a 6K track. That's millimetres. That's nothing. So uh, it's not always just about the results. As we said, it's it's uh, sometimes driving out of your skin. Right out, boys. Thank you for that. Uh, your power rankings after round three, SMP. Um, Nimsy will add all that up next week. Yeah, yeah. And hey, and Lee, I think Jamie Winkup's now up to three votes. There, there you go. Good on you, Jamie. No, he's Second more. of the champion. Three? He's actually... Well, it's one here. Yeah, you gave him two, didn't you? I gave him two. What did you give him, Matty? Two. I gave him two. Yeah, oh, so, so you add them all up. Yeah. 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 So, so he's now it. five. Collective. Oh, wow, five. You get a Don's footy franks basket at the end of the year. Do you? Yeah. That's okay. what you get. Yeah. Oh, that would be lovely. Uh, and by the way, Lee has texted in again. Mate, Lee, you are on fire tonight. Well done, son. Um, you can come back next week, Woogie. I, I actually don't it, want to. You're, you're kind of fun. He says you're kind of fun. Yeah, but I don't want to come back. Yeah, I don't either. I want to be home. And then he said, did someone say KFC? Terrible. All right, let's get to a break. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Yeah, welcome back to it. Matt McKeldin and Stevie Johnson in the Driver's Seat studio tonight. Thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates Premium Belts, Hoses and Hydraulics. Let's do our race rewind. This is the story. And that's Jamie Wincup passing the Lexus RCF safety car with the lights flashing. Can't see any green light. Can't see any other additional signals. Jamie's obviously said that he felt that there was a green light or something that gave him the indication that he could go by. Frank Adamson from V8 Supercars been in con- contact with race control at race control. The clerk, of course, the race director and all of the observers up there in consultation with the safety car have said, no, we're happy that, in our opinion, it's a breach. There you have it, 2015 Super Cheap Auto Bathurst 1000 is our race rewind tonight, boys. And what a sensational. 
a race it was. Lounsey, C. Lowndes, uh taking that one, Stevie J. Was that his – that was his last, wasn't that it? That was his last. That was his, I mean, talk about your fairy tale story. That's, no, 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 it wasn't. Well, Sorry. that was his last as a main game driver. Yes. Uh, 2015? No, 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 no. It was 2018. Was last as his – right, okay. Yep. Well, then I'm wrong. Uh, but anyway, I don't know where you're going with that. He anyway, won it. But he won it. <laughs> <laughs> he won it with Richo in 2018, remember, when That's right. Davey Reynolds had the cramp gate. When he had the cramp gate. Yeah, it was called cramp gate. Right. Um, I remember it being, I think, Wincup and Dumbrell were leading for most of it. Correct. Good to know. <laughs> do you, sorry, uh, I just got to ask a question. I'm, do you guys do any research? Yeah. This is our Matt's, race rewind. Matt's, you meant to Matt's an encyclopedia of, of race sure. rewinds. <laughs> <laughs> Nimsy, can you come back, please? Nimsy would never ask me something like that on air. Whether I do research. I can tell you what one thing was in 2015 was yep. the uh, Xbox um, car at DJR, which was the, the start of the DJR Team Penske yes. side of things. And Scott Pye right. had a massive crash yes, at the top did. of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, that year, he was driving with Marcus Ambrose, actually, at uh, at Bathurst. I, I've got to say that I reckon that one um, that one has got to be renowned for the for Crampgate, as you said. It was it was just it was just no good. <laughs> you are. That was that's wrong. That was twenty eighteen. What are you talking about, Matthew? Anyway, so what actually happened, I'll Matty? You Would you like off. me to let you know? Yeah, turn it off. <laughs> This was safety Wing car game. I wasn't, boys, this I wasn't is... here for this one. I was actually on the road, and so oh, I didn't Matthew, get to see this whatever. race. Blah, this blah, is the blah. safety car gates. Yes. This is where Wink Cup passed the safety car yes. in Mountain Straight. Remember? Because Lowndes pitted. Wink yes. didn't want to double with stack. You. I'm with you. Wink went past. Oh, the lights weren't on. Yes, they were. Uh, that's anyway, right. That's right. So that's where the whole safety car gate came in. I yes. was driving back to Sydney. I didn't see the race. Mm. Sorry, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and they ended up having a drive-through penalty, and they finished 18th. That's right. They did too. They did. See, even Jace knows, and he's not even oh, a, mate, I, I remember hey, I've drawn, a racing I've, guru. I've hit the wall on this one. Oh, okay. I've actually shunted the wall on that one. I was not prepared for that little segment, I must admit, because I didn't see the race. To be fair, um, th- that race um, – between that race and the 2018 race, Matty, that you were <laughs> always alluded to? <laughs> yes. Sorry. 2018 was one was much more exciting, to be fair. It really was. So, but it was good to see that Jamie learned from his mistake in 2015, from 2015 with the safety car. He did it again quite a few years later at Pukekohe. Do you remember he that? He did too. Hey, do you remember that? Lee Holdsworth was almost in the lead, I think. He, or, or well, Lee, the lead wouldn't pass. Wouldn't pass, that's right. The safety see, car. I remember that one. Good stuff. Jace, oh, Jace, can, you, for can you radio put Matty right out of his misery, please? <laughs> they have it, our ra- Are you race? telling me that you <clears throat> can remember every single rugby league game that you've watched in right. the last no. five, six years? No, but I can tell you the last ten pizzas I ate. <laughs> <laughs> no, this week. Hey, Billy, yeah. who's just texted in, yeah. you guys are all over the shop. Hey, Billy, you're, you're right, 100% Billy. right, mate. Oh, it's, and it's me, mate. I'm all over the show. Okay, tonight. thank you. Race Rewind tonight, the 2015 and 2018 <laughs> Super Cheap Auto Bathurst 1000s. Yeah. Protect your ride with complete system replacement with gates, belts, and hoses. Visit gatesaustralia.com.au. Let's get to a break. When we come back on the driver's seat, 
Uh, what are we going to do, boys? The boost well, mobile Maddie, Erebus wildcard yeah. called off. Hopefully, Matty will read his notes. Right, we'll get into that in just a moment. This is the driver's seat on SCN. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat here on SCN. Uh, if you'd like to send us a text, 0433 98 11 16 is our text number. Lots of great texts coming through tonight. Some other news around, boys. Um, thanks to the driver's seat app, rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. Available in the app store, the Boost Mobile Erebus wildcard has been called off. What's going on here? Disappointing. Seriously disappointing, because especially for Peter Adderton and Boost boys, because the amount of promotion Pete has done to do this and to make it happen from a, a random comment on a social media post about six months ago. And and Stanaway and Murph have been training really hard and it's all been called off because they can't get back into hotel quarantine in New Zealand. So that little chestnut that's holding a lot of people away from coming home has uh, – has fallen foul. So that little chestnut. It's, <laughs> is that it's, what you call oh, it? Mate, yeah, I've got friends in New Zealand who can't get their kids home at the moment because mm. of that. So it's very difficult. But I think what it's robbed us, boys, is uh, certainly I'd like to have seen Stanaway in a fast car because I don't think he genuinely have had a, had he had a fast car when he was racing here before he retired out of the sport. So I'd love to have seen that. Everyone loves Murphy, and I think the biggest thing we've been robbed against is is. Having the two old boys, Russell Ingle, Russell the Love Muscle, fighting up against Murphy in two wildcats with Brock Feeney. I reckon that would have been sensational. But alas, not to happen, Stevie J. But they reckon they're going to come back next year. Yeah, they reckon they're going to bring that, I guess, that wildcard back in. Um, when was it? Like the end of – like well, it's it's obviously the end of the current era just before the Gen 3 era comes in. So, yes. Yeah. So because Gen 3 has been pushed back to 2023 – there's an opportunity for them to run next year, and I think that's what Peter wants to do is is to get that car and that wild card out because he's he's doing it for the fans too. Like he, totally. it's, it's a very fan driven uh, promotion and and program yep. that. Yep. And I think that um, you know he's really excited to bring that for the fans, and I think that's going it will create a lot of interest there. I think, and it'll actually get a lot of people around their boost cars. Oh, I I think everyone we've all got our favourite drivers, boys that we support. Week in, week out, whenever we go racing. So when you've got someone, a special drop-in like that, especially with someone like Murphy um, and Stanaway, who's um, not only a fantastic driver, but he's much maligned, Woogie. Um, you might not know Richie Stanaway, but he came with incredible credentials from overseas, came here to Australia. Uh, he was a factory pilot, I think, for Aston Martin in the GT Championship. Um uh, was, he was a winner in GP2, so seriously credential driver. But when he got here, just he's really shy, and he just didn't gel with the public, and he didn't gel with his team, and he got he got he got a whack from his team for not showing up to an autograph session. Right. And in the end, you know, as our fans often are, which I'm copying a bit of tonight, we, you know, they're merciless. You, you just get you, if you do something, they get right into you. Mm. And so he just threw his hands up. But the, how old would Richie be? Do you reckon, Stevie J? I think he's twenty, late mid twenties, late twenties. Yeah. So yeah, really right. talented young bloke that just threw his hands up and said, "I don't want to race anymore." So Adderton's brought him back. Uh, with Murph, and uh, I think we've been robbed of not being able to see him in a really, really good car. And I think had he done well, could have potentially been impetus to him for him to come back. Because mm. I think teams love him, Stevie J. They love his pace, but you just can't wheel him out in front of a camera. He just doesn't cope. 
he's not that sort of personality. And in this day and age and in our game, you have to be as good out of the car as you are in the car. And, and I've got to say, the racing car driver's always been great at that. Always approachable, always got a story to tell. And I think it's still one of the only sports where you can actually get access to the competitor right up until start time. Like, you imagine trying to talk to a rugby league player just before kickoff? Oh, 100%. It, it never happened. Yeah. No. In yeah. fact, we're not allowed to even talk to them on their day off. Yeah, right. Never had issues with racing car drivers, as I say. Pit yeah. lane, like, you're there on the grid. Just... With your helmet on, strapped in. Yeah. Ready it, to go. Is it literally uh, a media, a blanket ban? We'll get you on days yep. off and things. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah. that's interesting. Wow. Well, not – yeah, it's not in our sport, and I think it's one of the things Formula One have certainly cottoned on to this, is that our drivers the, – the, the cars are stars, but the the drivers themselves are the gladiators. They're the heroes. Of course. And you can buy a ticket to any race in Australia and walk straight up behind the pits mm. and sit there and have a chat to your favourite driver. But they're all approachable. That's yeah, the are. thing. Some more than others, yeah. But but and and oh, I'd hate to be a kid trying to get Russell Ingalls autograph at Bathurst this year, though. When you're seventy, it, it's, <laughs> it's very your fuse gets really short, and I've noticed that with my dad. So yes, Paul, I've noticed that with your dad too. So if you've so, <laughs> so if if you if your kids are going to go and get you an autograph at Bathurst from yeah. Russell Ingall. Tell them to be very, very careful. <laughs> or speak loudly and slowly. Yes, loudly and slowly. Maybe use hand gestures. Yeah. <laughs> but Richie Stenaway, Richie yep. Stenaway is going to have to change that because the team will want him to be out there. The sponsors, it's a requirement. I, it, it is a requ- And he just needs to learn to, to, to adapt. 100%, but he won't. It's not him. He won't do it. And as a result, he's walked away. Mm. He just, he's clearly, when you put the helmet on and you start the thing up, he is sensational. Mm. But, but drag him out of the car, he's no good. And he won't, I don't think it's in his personality. I don't think he'll be good. Some people can switch it on and off. Some people are super shy, put him in front of a camera, bang, he's there, good. Then they go back to their dark corner. With Richie, it's kind of flatline all the way. He doesn't. You can't drag him out in front of a camera. It just won't work. But that makes him unique if he is like that, though. It does make him unique. There are a couple of drivers. I mean, the prickliest interview in in Pit Lane, boys, let's be honest, is SVG. The, I, I was utterly shocked in the last month at how flippant and dismissive SVG's been with his co-driver, Garth Tander. And I think someone got in his ear because last week SVG was really good, but the first two weeks SVG was hard. Mm. It was hard to interview. So SVG can do it. He can turn it on. He won't get He him. doesn't want to, though. He, that's he doesn't him. want to. He hates it. He hates that media stuff. He yep. doesn't like doing the talks. He doesn't like being in front of the camera. He just literally loves getting in the car and driving. But as Woogie said, that's not enough these no, days. No, not, not these days. I think, I think your talent on the field or in the car um, is maybe 30%. And outside of that... Is seventy percent? That's, that's where it's 70, at. 70, 30. I think. That I high. think that's where it's at. Wow. Yeah, yeah I agree because fans want access, and you can get it now because of the digital world we live in. You, and you want that access. And we were blessed with people like Peter Brock, who oh. gave themselves, and Dick Johnson in the day, oh, and Craig Lowndes. Craig Lowndes is the best I've seen in my year of working. They have set the bar the bar so high that the drivers coming behind them absolutely have to be using that as their their marker reference to get to that minimum, Stevie J, and above. Mm. Yeah, You have to be able to talk to anyone, yeah. be it on camera, 
being at a, a partner, being at a fan. But don't turn it on. Don't you don't have to turn it on. You just got to be yourself. And if and if that's if that's how it is, if it's Wharton's what's and all, as long as it's. Uh, it's not inappropriate. It's fine. Well, look at Kimi Raikkonen in Formula One. I don't know yeah. if you've seen much of him, Woogie. He is, he has the driest sense of humour. Yep. Uh, and he doesn't necessarily same again like the camera, and he will literally say what's on his mind. And even if he swears, and even if he says it's something refreshing, bad, it mate. literally yeah. just comes out of his mouth, and he doesn't care of any ramifications. Uh, interestingly, uh, one of our great mates, Tommy. From Hobart has texted in. I wish the super license didn't exist, so the car could still have a chance of being filled with some young, talented Kiwi driver this year. Drivers such as Callum Hedge or Matt Payne. Well, Tommy, I think you're going to see Matt Payne in a supercar. You'll certainly see him this weekend in mm. Super Two, um, and that's going to uh, count towards his super license points. And I think you are going to see Matt Payne in the main game. Next year, that's what I'm hearing. All this talk about drivers being available and talking on camera and all that, I think it exists for everyone. But can we put a ban on Lewis Hamilton? That's all I ask. <laughs> Is he? Oh, my God. He's hard. He's hard work. He makes paint drying look exciting. <laughs> Lewis is... Lu- no, I don't want to talk about him. Lewis is hard work. But he's know. also the best there ever was. So. Oh, that's a big call. Oh, I think oh, oh, the stats don't lie. He is the GOAT. He is the goat in the car. Lewis Hamilton is the goat. There better is than, no doubt. Better than Schumacher, yep. Senna. Yep. If you go off statistics. Off stats, yes. absolutely. <sighs> Look at the cars nowadays compared to what they drove. Mm. And, and Senna's and career was cut and, short. And don't forget, they're doing about 26 races a year now rather than back then when they're probably doing about 13 or 14. You can't, you can't compare, boys. You, you I just don't think you can compare, compare either. I don't think you can you compare. You can't compare. All right, well, I'm coming back next week. This is the driver's <laughs> seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together we're shaping and building Australia. One more segment to go, boys. Uh, we've got an Aussie who's going to be a reserve driver yes. in the F1s. Yeah. We better get to that next here on the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. You're running out of time to send a text to the driver's seat uh, tonight, and I don't want you to miss out. Uh, I got a text here saying, uh, just going back to the two thousand and fifteen uh, Bathurst Race Rewind, which Maddie oh, was very good oh, at. Your idea. That was the second year in a row that Jamie ignored team orders. Two thousand and fourteen, Jamie ran out of fuel. He did. Yes, consistency. He did. Mm-hmm. Hello, what is it? Hello. That's, I think that's Nimsy, isn't it? That sent that in. <laughs> Was it? It might have been Nimsy. Anyway, what can you do? They made uh, a song about that. What? What's that? Was it, wasn't it like, hello, my friend, I'm back? Hello, darkness. That's what it was. Oh, that, what, my segment? My old friend. Yes, that was yeah. no good. I was no good. Anyway. Um, so, uh, sorry, another text. Jeff from Hamilton Hill. Do drivers of high-end teams have PR training? Yes. They, absolutely. Yep. yep. Yeah, they do. 100%. They do, Jeff. Um but some some people have the ability to turn it on and turn it off, and and Richie did not. But yes, in order in asking in, in in answer to your question, absolutely, Jeff, they do. I did mine with Paul Lynham. Remember Paul Lynham? Oh, from the ABC. ABC. Yeah, did you really? Yep, yep. Uh, DJR and Shell sent me there just before I was full time with them in two thousand, and went there and did a didn't went to Canberra yep. and uh, did a whole a whole couple of days. It was it was sensational. It really go. taught me a lot. Um, doesn't show, a, I know, but no, <laughs> you, you are outstanding, mate. You've been around radio for a long time. I must say, 
And a lot of people have said this tonight too. Uh, congrats to Remy Gardner oh. winning the Moto t- Two GP how good. Championship. Wasn't it fantastic? Yeah, Unreal. how good. I mean, uh, you know, obviously reminiscent of Wayne winning his, and and um, uh, he's now off to Moto GP with KTM. So we, which is I think going to be a bit of a struggle, but. Um, We'll see how that progresses along, but we've got a you know we've got a, a motorcycling world champion, first time since I would say Casey Stoner, I yep. would imagine. Yep. So uh, and a second generation because we don't have many second generation riders, boys, coming up through the ranks. Let's let's so, let's be honest too. He didn't bring his bonus. A game. He didn't bring his A game to the tenth, final round. He was he was nowhere. He was lucky. Mm. He was only three spots away from not winning it. not winning it yeah, because right. his teammate won it. So. Yeah. Uh, he was lucky that he went so good the weekend before um, that put him in a good spot to take that out from P10. Before we go, boys, tell us about Oscar Piastri. Good kid. Yeah, Fast. good kid. Fast. Managed by Mark Webber. Yep. Mark Webber manages him. Unlucky in some ways that um, really the only seat that was available was probably with Alfa Romeo, which has gone to Guang Yuzhou, who is second in the um, GP2 championship. Lots of money from – lots of money. With, with Guan from China. China. So first Chinese driver to make it to Formula One. But I, I think what they're doing with Oscar is they're putting him into a position where if you've uh, got Alonso is going to retire, you would imagine, sometime in the next couple of years. Mm. And so they'll blood Oscar quite heavily to get him ready to, to go up with Ocon and, and, um, and get back into Formula One. If, if, you've got, if you've got big cash, and I know we haven't got the button pushing here for <laughs> cash, cash, no cash. Yeah, cash, no cash. Uh, is are you really making it to Formula One if you've got hundreds of millions behind you? If look, I could get to Formula One if I had five hundred million. Now you think they would build me a car? <laughs> be, a a it be a hell of a car. <laughs> I've got a much better chance Stitch now because Formula the cars, cars are much bigger now than they used to be. So I reckon I could. <sighs> yeah, I, the PWI radiators would be quite small on the side because of my fat ass in there, but <laughs> I'd still make it in. There's part of me. I, I hear what you're saying, Stevie J. <laughs> I do hear what you're saying. You, would your true. Would your pits have like a drive-through KFC? Yes. Can you <laughs> so imagine? Did someone say KFC. P- <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the PR you would get from that? That'd be if awesome. If you literally pitted an F1 and you, someone handed me a cheeseburger. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Six I'm nuggies. A, I'm um, a flurry. I, I, <laughs> I could throw Lewis Hamilton's visor. <laughs> In all seriousness, I would seriously. Sorry, Matty. I would seriously. I would get a twenty-four pack of nuggets and I'd yeah. ping him at Hamilton as he's They're coming past. Mate, if, imagine if a nugget hits you at three hundred k an hour. Don't waste them. Um, Which no, sauce would you get? Sweet and sour. Hundred percent. I'm barbecue. Sorry, Matty. Oh, now you want to? <laughs> oh, be oh, he now, wants to talk about twenty eighteen Bathurst now. <laughs> Haven't you already done that? Oh, yeah. I'm so embarrassed about my race rewind. I'm now trying to get serious. Uh, it's the wall for Matt McKeldin. There it is. <laughs> he found it. That's come from Nimsy listening somewhere in Melbourne. He sent that through to Solid Button Pusher Matt, I reckon. Good on you, Nimsy. Um, the example of what you were talking about with money in Formula One, Nikita Mazepin. Yeah. Nikita yep. is last, last, and last. 95% of the time, occasionally he beats Schumacher or something happens. Should he be in Formula One? Because his money is all that, all the money that's on the Haas cars. Now, should Nikita be in Formula One? Well, I guess when you look at it and you look at Guan Yu Zhou, who's second in the F2 championship, um, Nikita 
wasn't. I mean, he was sort of there or half there. He was in the top ten. So yeah, I mean, it just goes to show that it's just all cash. That's the money, boys. Would your F1 car, Stevie J, <laughs> Back to have this. a drink holder? Oh, stubby holder. It yeah. would have several. <laughs> it would have several. That's it for this week's driver's seat for Kubota. I better get this out before the music runs out. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia, boys. I'd like to say it's been fun. You know it has. Do you know I'm what going. I'll be doing next week? What? Some research yeah. on my, uh, nice. my race rewind. Nice ones. I'm giving you back to Nims. <laughs> Uh, Nim's going to have you again. Boys, have a great one. This has been The Driver's Seat. Catch you next week. Thanks for stepping up. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.